0: Welcome to Straight from the Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Rasho, hosting the show with of course Bryce Holden.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up, people? We are back in the building for episode thirty eight of Straight from the Horse's Mouth. Man, it's been a it's been a long week. It snowed today. It snowed today, Eric.
0: I heard I heard. How much did it snow? Uh
1: too much. The fact that it came from the sky annoyed me. I mean, and it, you know what? You know what it is. It's me and my mom's fault. It's our fault. We and, I, and we're gonna take full responsibility for our actions for this snow. Cause we were just we were just talking about a couple of days ago. I kid you know, We were like, man, we, we made it through January and December with no snow. All we gotta do is make it through February and and, and we parts of March and we good. And I'll be damned. A couple of days later, here we are.
0: So this is my All fault. Right. I mean that's I mean that's St. Louis though. I mean, it's it snowed on Easter before, so really you gotta make it through April. I mean it re- and you know the beginning of April, real talk. But um, you know it's 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 like uh, what you, it was like 80 degrees where I'm at right now or something like that. I mean I was just in I was actually in a different part of Mexico where it was kind of cold and it snowed like last month. But uh, I'm just chilling in 75 degree weather. I don't think it's gonna snow any time here.
1: Mm. Oh, man, I just, uh, it's just, uh, it's, I, everybody knows I'm not a snow person. I'm I'm really not. I, I just, it, it's, snow is, because you know what it is, is when you were a kid, you wanted to snow for, what's the main reason you wanted to snow? Besides, you, got school. you ain't got school, right? Well, ain't no such thing as like, people think there's a myth that your your job, your company will be like, oh, we'll have all these protocols. Ain't no no, no job is canceling your, your work because of snow. You still gotta bring your ass in. You know what I mean? Like, so oh,
0: that's. I guess, I guess it depends, but yeah, pretty much. Right, unless
1: unless it looks like the day after tomorrow. You know what I mean? Unless it looks like that, you gotta come in. So it's like it's not like it's gonna cancel my <laughs> job. So it's like so it just it just out her. It's just an inconvenience. That's what it is, an inconvenience.
0: That's true, and a hazard.
1: Yeah, but uh, anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and knock out the song of the day. Uh, Callie said she couldn't give me a song of the day today because she was working overtime. Um, so I understand that, you know, kind of got Kelly kind of got to get to the money. I, mean, I
0: think can tell you all that, but not the song.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she she did. She done all that overtime, but couldn't give me the time of day to give me a song. How dare she? But, uh. Well,
0: the fact that she can tell you she's doing overtime. It's okay. Well, why, why are you telling me this? Just tell me what the song right, is. Right,
1: right, right. You could be looking right now. Uh, no, but, uh. Now, the song of the day is a throwback. Obviously, y'all know how I do. I love my throwbacks. But, uh, it's a song called, um, These Are Days by the 10,000 Maniacs. You ever get a chance to listen to them? They're a good band, uh, but yeah, shout-out shout out to them. The song is These Are Days, and let's hop into it.
0: All right, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to recap what happened. Um, uh, you know, I'll come out and say, Bryce, before we move on from anything, is I've been wrong by every single prediction. I think every single prediction thus far into the playoffs. The Bills, well, I mean, granted, uh, Patrick Mahomes played. Just feel all those, he, he passed percussion protocol, fine colors. So he played, and they beat the Bills. And, um, um, well, actually, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit. So so they beat the Bills. I picked the Bills to win, which obviously was just, you know, I'm kind of like that. Who's, who's the guy that does it with the Stephen A. Smith who used to do it? What's his name?
1: Max, Max Kellerman?
0: No, no, the other guy who skip used Bills. to with Skip Bayless. Sometimes I can be a little bit of a skip, which Bryce tells me every now and then. So obviously I picked the Bills to win, and they did not win. Um, in fact, they really never had a shot to win, or I mean maybe you thought that, but you know, it's the chiefs. nobody ever has a chance to win, really. I mean, so, um, Bryce, what are your thoughts on that game? Did you watch that game at all?
1: Yeah, and um it, uh, you know what it was, And then me and my friend Tyler, we were texting throughout the game. And it was a classic case of this team was just so far superior above the whole conference. That there, there was nothing Buffalo could do that was gonna stop this team. Like you thought maybe at the beginning of the game that they had a little bit of momentum. They the uh, they scored on the touchdown right because the guy miffed the punt. McCole Harmon, you know he he bobbled the punt or whatever and he recovered it and he scored. You thought okay maybe they can get a little bit of momentum. And it's just they, they just they couldn't cover Travis
0: Kelsey. I mean they would. He, he's the hardest dude. Like just to go, I mean, he's always there when you like. You know, Mahomes scrambling, maybe he doesn't have money. He's always got Kelsey open every time.
1: And when when you're a team like the Bills, who, who 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 struggles guarding the tight end as it already is, the last team that you wanted to face would have been this team. Like this was the last team that they needed to go against because of Travis Kelsey. And it's just – and their defense – I'll give their defense credit. Their defense stepped up. I was very impressed. Um, They got after Josh Allen. Um, And he looked a little skittish in the pocket. He he gave me Baker Mayfield flashbacks because last year, Baker Mayfield used to annoy the hell out of me because he would, like – he would always scramble, like, right. Like he would get out like he would get out the pocket and just scramble right and it would just and throw some errant pass. And that's what Josh Allen was doing today. Like if you're gonna scramble, scramble tuck your head in and scramble forward, right? If you don't scramble laterally, like Josh Allen kept scrambling backwards and it's just like, bro, just get rid of the ball. He took so many sacks. It's like, dude. But um I, I mean, go ahead.
0: You know, I mean he only threw for two hundred and eighty seven yards, two touchdowns and a pick with fifty eight percent completion. Offensively, that will not get it done. I mean, the fact that the Chiefs did score forty is interesting. I mean, I mean, shout out to the Bills defense for that, at least. I mean, obviously they got worked on. Pat Pat threw for like seventy-seven percent, almost, in three touchdowns w- w- without sweating. I mean, there was, I mean, he, he threw less passes than Josh Allen, and, and, and but completed more, like ten less attempts, one more completion. So I mean, I'm just saying he. He killed it there, but, and he threw for over 300 yards. But at least, the, you know, the score wasn't anything, you know, crazy. Um, it was 24-38, so the Chiefs had that in the bag. Um, but I, I, I do want to give some credit to the Bills defense, the fact that, I mean, usually the Chiefs go up for, like, 40-50. you. not the 38's impressive, but, you know, I credit them that much. I, uh, I, I
1: just, it's just it, it just boggles my mind, like, how much of a separation it really is in the AFC between the Chiefs yeah. and everybody else. Like,
0: yeah. Well, once Tom Brady left and he had his last to ride when the, when the Chiefs went to the bowl, at that point, everyone knew this is going to be the team for the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, but I at least thought, like, some of these other teams would come up. Like, I thought the Bills would come up. I thought the Ravens would come up. I thought the Titans would come up. We but, did, yeah. And, I mean, don't get it twisted. They're they, 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 they they're, they're good teams. But I just don't see how any, like, I don't see how any of these other teams, I don't care what pieces they're adding, it still to me won't be enough to be the Chiefs next year. Like, I really, people keep saying, well, if you give Lamar a legit weapon, then they'll be, eh. you know what I mean? I still think the Chiefs will be better than them. Like, I, there are just so many areas of each team that I feel like it's just not better than, I mean, of those other teams that is just not better than Kansas City. They can do whatever the hell they want to do for the next couple of years, man. It's it's their conference to lose.
0: Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, is, I don't know if you think it's different, but you know how Ray Lewis has that famous quote, defense win championships. I mean, is this a... Is
1: that a Ray um, Lewis quote or is that just a generic quote?
0: Well, I mean, it's a generic quote, but I'm just saying he kind of, I mean... I heard it from him first in, like, 2005. But my point is, is the Chiefs do it a little bit differently. They have some defense, but really they just have a powerhouse offense. Do you think – I mean, do you think it really matters, Dan, as much as – I'm just saying, like, you know, 54-51 to 51 when they lost to the Patriots, that was just, you know, one of those losses. But, I mean, they just have such a good offense. I mean, how much do you think – def- just, a, you know, we're just curious really about their de- defensive impact when it comes to playing the Chiefs.
1: It's, it's huge. First off, right, is – a great defense will beat a great offense. We've seen that time and time again. And let me say it one more time: a great defense will beat a great offense. Right? We whether, whether it's whether it's whether it's um um the the greatest show on turf who lost who lost uh remember the greatest show on turf only won one Super Bowl they lost the other years right you got you got the um the Broncos from a couple years ago my Broncos who got annihilated. By the Legion of Boom, right? Like you got the the two thousand seven Patriots who got uh got into that grudge match with the Giants with that great defense they had in like what was it two thousand and seven I believe like like a great when you when your defense is legit like when your your defense is sound you know what I'm saying it will it will it could you can somewhat what's the word I'm thinking for it? neutralize you can neutralize a great offense so. And this is the thing about football, is if if the Chiefs are the measuring stick, right, these other teams have to do, you got to do two things. You either got to, you don't you, you don't want to get into a shootout with them, right? You can, you, like, you I don't, don't want to
0: go, no, all out You're to throw seven touchdowns on you.
1: Right, you don't want to go, all right, well, how you beat the Chiefs? Well, you know, you got you to be fight, fire with fire. We got to get a bunch of offense. Well, no, because one team, they have Patrick Mahomes, too. So it's not like yeah, yeah, you can get the weapons, but if you ain't got the guy who can like deliver the ball to them the way he can, then it won't matter. Some of these teams are gonna have to step up the defensive capabilities. That's why, to me, the closest teams who legitimately have a shot are a team like the Steelers. Who you take a, if the Steelers have a competent quarterback, they probably do perform better. They were so banged up defensively. But when they're all healthy, they're a force on defense. You know what I mean? Um, some of these other teams are pretty good on defense. The Ravens are actually pretty good on defense. So some of these other teams can kind of – the Dolphins are good on defense. They can kind
0: of – But When the 49ers are healthy, I think we're pretty good on defense.
1: Yeah, but you guys are in the NFC. So I'm talking about like, like – uh, okay.
0: okay. Yeah. I, just mean, I guess that's true. Um,
1: um,
0: but, yeah, the shooter thing doesn't work. Um, I, I, think, I mean, the Bills. I mean, twenty-four is a respectable number to put up in a game, but obviously, you know, that's that's not really done. Against the Chiefs, but to me, the more—I mean, we can talk about that all day. But to me, the more interesting game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Green Bay Packers. Yep. Well, again, I picked I picked the Packers to win, which I think is a respectable pick at least. I mean, you only had two teams to pick from anyway. But, Tom Brady. Ended up beating Aaron Rodgers 31 of 26. So he has checked him off his list now as pretty much beating every quarterback that needs to be beat in, in, in the game of his era. Um, you know, interestingly enough, though, it's not like he had a crazy good game. Tom Brady. You he know, didn't. He played I, horrible
1: to me in the second half.
0: He played, I mean, he threw three touchdowns, 280 yards. That's not bad. He threw three picks, though, too. Back Air to Rogers, back, too. You know, threw three touchdowns and a pick as well. But yet they still ended up winning. So at that point, we do see Tampa Bay defense, you know, did well 31-26. and, and you know, the, you know, Tom Brady's 43, 44 years old. Bryce, your thoughts on that? I guess before I go any further.
1: Um, the game was. It was I watched it. the The game was pretty much like you felt. You felt in the, it was something in the air in the first like couple of like the first like quarter. You're like, man, like you just felt like. Tampa Bay came to play, like they like they weren't messing around. Like they came, it was all business. And then once everybody pretty much agrees, once Tom Brady threw that bomb to Scotty Miller to end the half, that was game. That was the game. It was that was the game was over. Once and and got and, and poor Kevin King, oh my God, he just got torched the whole night. He oh whew, bless his heart, but. Once, once Tom Brady got that uh, end of the half uh, touchdown to Scotty Miller, I don't care. He could have threw ten interceptions. That game was over. It was a wrap.
0: Um, like is, I, mean, I, I disagree. And I don't know Packers fans would disagree, but the thing was is, yeah, Tom Brady had a horrible second half. I mean, I don't know why we keep watching these teams that like are just like they're, they're like half teams. You know, they'll play good in the first or second half. It's like this is a full four quarter game. So obviously, then Aaron Rodgers woke up, came back at halftime. They made it close. It was thirty-one to twenty-six, or actually, it was thirty-one to twenty-three. Now this is this is a big story. So it was thirty-one to twenty-three. Um, that it was two minutes and nine seconds left. It was fourth and goal with with the Packers had the ball, and they decided to kick a field goal because they figured, okay, we got four timeouts, with a two minute warning, we got three of our own. We just need to stop, like any team does. They bet on the stop, which when Tom Brady was playing, you still have to bet that that's not going to happen. So they decided to kick a field goal with two minutes and nine seconds left on fourth and goal. Do you really think you should take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands? And and I'm going to – I don't think you should. To me, he's one of the greatest – I mean, how many last-second Hail Marys has he thrown? Now, obviously, this wasn't a Hail Mary opportunity, but he's a great fourth-quarter or fourth-down player. He's a great guy in the clutch. And at that point, to me, two minutes, the way the offense is moving – I think you just put your whole season on the line right there. You either throw a touchdown in the two point conversion or you don't. Simple as that. But then they decide to kick a field goal and they had no opportunity at that point. Once they got a first down. It was over. Bryce. Yeah. Really?
1: Um the coach. I would have... Well, you understand. I'm in a very aggressive if you ever seen me play Madden, right? No, I'm for real. Is- like my personality I'm, I'm always trying to go for the kill. I'm always trying to p- apply as much venom, as much pressure on the opponent as I possibly can. You ask my dad. It'll be the first quarter, and I'll be like, they should go for it. Like, that's how
0: reckless I am. So well, everybody, everybody does that, so I do that. it would be fourth and 20 I'm going for no, it. No, I'm <laughs> saying,
1: I'm talking about in real life. Like, I, they'll be in the middle of the game. It'll be the first quarter, and i and I'd be like, why are they sending for a field goal? Like, kick... Like, like, go for the tu- like, go for the touchdown. Or I go for the four.
0: I think, four. I, I think I think, NFL is heading that direction where people, it's like, look, man, you have four tries, not three. Like, if you use that fourth try, you probably have a good shot. Like, I don't know why every team settles so often. But anyway, keep going.
1: So, like, I was, to me, I was already thinking. Like, first of all, I, I would have been in, I was surprised that that was even a discussion. Because I was under yeah, the I assumption we- that when they got down there, that that was four down territory no matter what. Like I was I was confused that, that that was even a thought that maybe we should kick it here. Like to me, I was yeah, like, you in four you're in four down territory. You gotta either you get it in right here, right now, and just cause to me, you would feel a lot better about yourself if you was like, you know what? We're gonna go down there, we're gonna uh we going we gonna get we're gonna give it four tries with Aaron Rodgers. And if it don't work, it don't work, and keep it pushing. Like if I'm the coach Look,
0: just and a, that's a great thought. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That is the way you do it. You you lost either way at this point, but we would not have known if maybe you would have thrown a touchdown if things would have changed at all. And, 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 the, and the coach had some comments about, look, you know, uh, because of that call I made, you know, we lost, but, you know, you really would never know because, you know, like you can't really tell what's going to happen at that point. You know, it seemed like a good thought to go with, but because I lost, everyone's going to question it. So, it really doesn't matter because it's like, no. Yeah, we're going to question you because it's Aaron Rodgers, not because you lost. We're going to question, you know, obviously you're going to get your questions because you lost anyway. But the fact that you think we're just asking questions because your plan didn't work out, to me, is wrong. You had a fourth down territory, and the field goal versus touch. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, even if you got a field goal, you would still need a touchdown to win the game. So it's not like you were trying to close the gap to make it a field goal kind of game. There was, to me, no point to kick a field goal. You, Unless you were that confident in the defense, but that's a lot of pressure for two minutes and nine seconds to get a stop with with all those timeouts that you have. But that's the thing is, they, they need one first down. That's it. That's all they need is one. It's right? game? Better. Yeah, that's... So yeah, go ahead. You can go for it every time. Every time you go for it. There's, you're not going to lose by doing that. Like, you might lose the game, but there's no, like, comparison. Like, if I would kick the field goal, it might have turned out better. Absolutely not. There was nothing would have turned out different to go for it.
1: And he didn't get it done. I mean. And and also, if I was Matt LaFleur, just, i am be honest with you, and, and this is how, like, long-term you got to be thinking sometimes. I would have did that just, just to take blame off myself. Like, I would have put, Absolutely. I would have been like, yeah. I would have been like, hey, hey, if I give him four tries, at least I can be like, you know what? Matt LaFleur, he called a good game. He put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hand. and Rodgers didn't deliver but instead, yeah, I mean, Aaron
0: Rodgers is, you know, done with. But but everyone's looking at him now. All eyes are on Matthew mouth saying, bro, you had Aaron Rodgers and you didn't let him try to do it? Like, why would you, like, I, anybody would want Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, I think. Any team wouldn't have mind having Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback.
1: And
0: but, I, when I, I was off I was playing pool, I was actually at a bar playing pool when I was watching the game because um, that's why I played in Mexico. And when it was four down, I was shocked to see them come on the field. I was like, I, I was questioning everything I ever learned about football. Like, why? <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, that's, it, that's, that's, that's all I have to really say is terrible call. All eyes are on him now. And at this point, unless you have anything else to say, or you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he, yeah. we're not we're yeah. not really sure about his future. Aaron Rodgers made some statements about, you know, obviously nothing's d- d- definitive. Uh, Matt LaFleur definitely says he better be back, but Aaron Rodgers may be looking to go somewhere else this offseason. Not
1: necessarily because of that, but just in any way, Bryce. First off, one thing we one thing that I'm not going to do to Aaron Rodgers. I do agree with Skip Bayless because he did talk about this. Um, I broke my rules. I actually watched a clip. Um, <laughs> uh, is I am and I posted this on Facebook the the minute they lost. I am not going to let Aaron Rodgers off the hook. This is just like just like I just like I went. Just like I didn't let Vince Carter off the hook, just like I didn't let Drew Brees off the hook, I'm not letting Aaron oh, Rodgers off the hook, he, hook either. This is oh, this is that. this is your fourth time. Some people say consecutive. Is it consecutive? It may be fourth consecutive yeah, time.
0: Yeah. He played the he played the 49ers last he year. Did. He did. Lost the 49ers, so yeah. that's back to back. Yeah. And then the year before that, um, who went to the bowl? Um. Oh, I can't even think two years back. I was, I was, I was in Mexico. It may,
1: time. it may have been the uh, Atlanta, the Rams. Right? It
0: may have been the Rams. I think
1: so. I no, was Atlanta. Yeah.
0: That was Atlanta.
1: No, the Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Oh, you're
0: right. Yeah. Well, and then, and then, and then was it Atlanta the year before that? They lose four straight times.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. It was uh before that. I want to say it was Philadelphia. Um, but oh, wow. uh.
0: Thought, anyway, anyway, he's lost about two or three times in a row now at well, this point.
1: Well, yeah, he's lost. This is I think they said, like, this was, like, his fifth NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Like, this is his fifth. And the only time he's won was against the Bears when Jay Cutler was on the sideline riding a bike. Like, that was who he beat. So, it's like, all right,
0: bro. New, he yeah. didn't get the ring, though. He didn't he did, he did finish it, though. He didn't get the
1: ring. You no, know, no, he got the ring. I'm just saying. But that was in 2010. It's 2021. Like, uh, all right, bro, all right. like, you got to you gotta cash some of these in. You got to. Because I remember, I, I'm, old, I'm old enough to, to remember, Donovan McNabb went through this. He went through the same thing. He kept getting to the NFC Championship game with the Eagles and kept getting eliminated and was getting eviscerated, eviscerated, you know what I'm saying, by the media. So, to yeah, me, it's I the same thing with Aaron out. Rodgers, bro. It's the same thing. He has not played well most of these games.
0: Yeah, and we've always talked about there's a lot of these guys riding on that one ring, and like that that's all it has to show for, you know, like like with, with the NBA, you know, you have Doc Rivers. Like you said, he got that ring in twenty ten. It's, it's been eleven years since then. He's been the plenty of NFC championships to get a win here or there, and he has not been able to get it done.
1: And he's first of all, he's don't get it twisted. Like he, I mean, he's he's on a, he's most likely will win his third MVP this season, and rightfully and he's so. And he's definitely a first battle hall of fame, no doubt about it. Right. But at some point, right, when you're a great player, at some point, you have to show your greatness. You have to do enough. To, your greatness should be enough to get your team over the edge, right? Like at some point, you have to matter. You know what I mean? You have to be the defining domino. That, 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 you know what I mean? That knocks it over into the next round, right? So yeah. and unfortunately, with Aaron Rodgers, it just appears that year after year, he's good, but he's not great. You know what I'm saying? Like he every year he's good, but he's not Aaron Rodgers when he he's not Aaron Rodgers when he needs to be Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, maybe he's maybe I, I'd say he's great because if he's a Hall of Famer, but maybe he's just not that extra phenomenal. Like like that that he's like that 98 percent like you're looking for 110. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's great great player, but he's you know. Let's use the word phenomenal. He's not at that level, like that 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 phenomenal type tier, I guess. Where it's just like, I mean, Brady is forty three years old. N- another conference, be I mean, Breeze, be Rodgers. I mean, now he's gonna face. I mean, this is the ultimate quarterback showdown with Breeze, or I'm sorry, with Brady going against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, awesome matchup. We'll talk about you know a lot later, but I mean, I think he's a great, great player. And you can say great, great, but he uh, he keeps missing the phenomenal-type moments, it seems that. Because he'll throw, he'll throw a bomb in the divisional round, but that conference championship, like you've been saying, that's the phenomenal level that he, he's missing that step every now and then.
1: Yeah, and the thing about the greatness that people don't understand is the reason why we, we, get, we go so hard on a lot of players is because all we're asking is for you to be yourself. That's it. Like... If just, oh, like just start just either. be just be just be who you've been the whole season. The problem is when 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 the game gets really close, a lot of these guys don't act like themselves. They go they, they act less than what they are, which is which is the problem.
0: It's funny, yeah. Because I always used to ask too, like, you know, okay, Tom, you're gonna know, throw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter, like, why not just do like that every quarter for a whole game? Like, why, you know, why wait to the last second to throw four, you know, touchdowns? But Obviously, there's pressure and it's different, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you know. Obviously, it's one of those things like scouting, you know, regular season versus the playoffs. How just that presence hits you different, you know, your playing is different. I don't understand that too much, that psychological effect, but um, it really is a bummer that they lost. I was really hoping they would do something, you know, do a little bit better because they did well, they did very well this season. No, not nothing sort of great. I mean, they were they were thirteen and three.
1: Yeah, but afford- this, these, these these are the Packers, right? That's I mean, that that's who they are. They're a good regular season team, but then they get to the championship game, and they're going against a team who's most likely more balanced than they are, and they get knocked out. So um, as far as his future goes, I'm not sure. Aaron Rodgers is a very calculated player. You know what I mean? Like if there's anybody in the league who knows what they're doing, it's him.
0: Like this, hey man, he's a 49er fan. Let's hear it.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, he
0: he could, you know, he could. I don't see him going to San Francisco. No, I don't, um, but I'm just, you know, I, I think we should get Jimmy G out of there, which brings us to our next topic Um, really quick. Now, Matthew Stafford also is up in the air, which we, we've talked about him earlier. I had some harsher comments, but let's be real. Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. No, he's you know? not.
1: He's not a great quarterback.
0: He's a good quarterback. You said great. Okay, well, fine. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's good. But he has a lot to prove, but I think... I'll give him some credit. Being on the Lions is tough. You guys, Barry Sanders all about that. I mean, being on the Lions has been tough. has been a tough job, but Matthew Stafford now um, looks like he's on the move, Bryce.
1: First off, I'm about to kill this this Matthew Stafford narrative that's going around, bro. Like, I'm about to kill that right now. If you're a great quarterback, right? If you're the person... That you know is supposed to be a game changer, then you're you change the franchise. I, I I didn't I don't fault Barry Sanders and I don't fault Calvin Johnson because they're they can only affect the Barry Sanders can only affect the game right. when, he, when he when he gets handed the ball or if the line right. blocks. Calvin Johnson can only affect the game if everybody right. does their job and he can catch the ball, right? But the quarterback right. has can can directly affect they can directly change the franchise. The Colts were not that good when Peyton Manning got there. Yeah they, yeah, they had a history, but when he got there, they stunk. You know what I'm saying? He changed that around, right? The Patriots were not some, you know, glorious franchise. They had success. They went to two Super Bowls. They lost to the, um, the 85 Bears, one of the greatest defenses of all time, and they lost to the Brett Favre Packers. So they weren't slouches in their history, but they weren't what they are now. You know what I'm saying? So... When you go to these franchises, it's you're the post. You're the one that's supposed to be the game changer. Yeah, yeah. About the the um. Yeah, yeah. It matters what the, your what your GM does and your management does and all that kind of stuff. But you're the one that's supposed to keep the you know to at least keep the team competitive. You know what I'm saying? But Matthew Stafford has underwhelmed me. In my opinion, he has underwhelmed this entire time. In Detroit. So, for me, I keep hearing all these people go, well, you know, he may go to Indianapolis. I heard he may go to, uh, they may trade him, you know, to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Or he may go to Philadelphia. He may go to San Francisco, to your team. Like You keep hearing all these rumors. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, it's Matthew Stafford. Like, let's chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's you know look- I, I mean, I can be self-refered. Like, I was roasting Matthew Stafford a few weeks
0: ago about the fact that, like, he's a good quarterback. But, like you said, he, you know he's always gotten to like that six seven eight nine maybe ten wins and like nothing much that should come to show for it i'm excited because i'm a Niner fan i think we could use a new quarterback and maybe put him on a better defensive team i don't know um i think he's still has something to show for in his career but like you know i get i mean i can agree with the fact that he's he has underwhelmed what a is supposed to do at the position because he's been there for like what? I mean, 10, 12? I mean, he he,
1: I, I mean, he was 10. drafted in what? Well, I want to say. I could be wrong, and I'm—I'm really am, but I could be wrong.
0: Two thousand nine? Let's not go down that road. But uh, two thousand two
1: thousand
0: nine? <laughs> I want to say the two thousand nine draft. I could, he was drafted in. I'm looking at it actually right now. Um, he was. I was supposed to be looking at it. He was out in 2009. Yeah. That's his first season. So he was he was played 2009. And in his entire career, which he's, so he's been there for 11 years, he's thrown 282 touchdowns, 144 picks, 45,000 yards. He's got a rating of 89, which isn't necessarily great. Yeah, he's not um, a great quarterback. He, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just showing out the stats to you. I mean, he had, he had a decent year this year, 26 touchdowns, 10 picks, 4,000 yards, a better year than he had last year. Um, not rating wise, though, but I guess the, the the thought is that I think maybe another team another team could could make him great, possibly, or at least give him you know obviously you know more credit. But um, I think he has more to show for his career, which is why I think you know he's he's a good quarterback that could you know go somewhere that might make him you know show up a little bit more. I mean, it's the Lions; they they, they haven't exactly been ecstatic at all in the last I mean ever really. So I'm just saying I think a move of teams could him could make him become maybe even a great quarterback to me it it was just like this whole
1: Philip Rivers thing when he went from the Chargers to the Colts I'm like it's Philip Rivers they're not going they're going they they may be good enough to make the playoffs but he will get knocked out in the playoffs and that's exactly what happened I see the same thing happen with Matthew Stafford he's going to go to another team and he may perform better but it's still Matthew Stafford he is going to get he is going to get eliminated I don't care if he goes if he goes um if he um, crosses over and goes to the AFC, I'm not picking the Matthew Stafford team over uh, a Patrick Mahomes no, team, no, never, over or over, over a Lamar Jackson team or a Josh Allen team. Like now, if he was to go to like Pittsburgh, okay, all right, l- let's see, because that defense is good, especially when they're healthy. Maybe, maybe we can talk. Right? Hell, if if the had the Titans not paid Ryan Tannehill, had he gone there? I'll be like, all right, you know, you know, let's let's see. But if he goes to like the Dolphins, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. <laughs> they'll they, they'll they'll make the playoffs. If he goes to Miami, they will make the playoffs. They won ten games this year. They will make the playoffs, but they will get knocked out in the first round. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's yeah, it's this whole thing. He, he his you can honestly say as a first overall pick, his tenure in Detroit. You can say it was a failure. I wouldn't go that far because that's harsh. And I'm trying to be nice this week. But All it right. was very underwhelming. Let's say that. It was He's very like, he underwhelming. He like
0: a first-round pick. Uh, what do you expect from a first-round pick?
1: First overall pick. He was a first overall right, you know,
0: pick. Right, right, first overall pick. Right, you expect him to be the game-changer. I mean, we understand there's bust, but, right, Matthew Stafford has not performed to the first overall selection out of a draft.
1: Right. You you you're supposed to be when you're a first round pick, you're a, you're supposed to be a generational talent at that point. Like you're you're supposed to be like they're supposed to talk about you like the well at least the hope. The hope is that all right, you you're, you're going to be one of the the greats, going down a road. It doesn't work all the time, but that's the hope. And with Matthew Stafford, it was always one of the things where it was like, all right, like okay, cuz he's had weapons. Like, I'm not gonna, like, right. I want, he's right. had some good, like, he had Calvin Johnson. He
0: they had some good starts with every 5 0 at one yeah, point, he, about the year.
1: He had, um, he had, uh, Marvin Jones Jr., who was a good receiver. He had Kenny, uh, he had Galladay, who's a good receiver. He had Golden Tate at one point. He, he's had some guys to throw it to. Like, throwing the ball, Eric Ebron was up there. Like, he's had some, some, some weapons to throw the ball to. Um, his, hasn't really had a strong running game for most of his time in um, Detroit. Their defense is good one year, then it'll be bad another year, and it, the coaching has been very inconsistent. But all in all, he's been the he's been the constant. And when you're the constant and your team isn't doing nothing, maybe it's you. And I think you know I think we're gonna find out who Mazzy Stafford is real soon next next upcoming season.
0: Well, you, you, you said something about the coaching, but I mean, the coaching has made some interesting comments the last couple of days. Oh and yeah, I their new coach. <laughs> I mean, your your thoughts on that? I mean, you're kind of smirking, it seems.
1: Yeah. So the lions, um, the lions obviously had a new coach because they had because they had to get Matt uh, Patricia, yet again another failed uh, Bill Belichick disciple. Another, I got another failure. This was not a good year for Bill Belichick disciples. Bill O'Brien got fired, right? Matt Patricia got fired, you know what I mean? Um, looks like Josh Josh, uh, Josh Daniels, looks like he's going to end up not getting a job this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not a good look. Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl. Like, it's just not a good look for, you know, the, the Patriots. It was just not a good look this year. But anyway... So the Lions hired a new coach who goes, you know, he has his press conference. He's trying to, you know, rile, rile the troops up. His name is Dan Campbell. He's trying to rile, he's trying to rile the troops up. And he, he says all this stuff. He had a quote. He quoted the Big Lebowski about biting kneecaps and how, you know, the Lions are going to be a team that's going to fight, right? They're going to fight every day. And I like that message. I To me, like, I I like that, right? I like when a coach says, you know what? One thing that we're gonna do here starting this day forward is every game we're gonna give it our all. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna be a, a, a gimme. Like we're not gonna walk into Detroit and just be like, oh, we're going against the Lions today. This should be a dub. Just like with just like with Cleveland, teams know when they go to Cleveland, they may lose. They, that's not a guaranteed win anymore. They gotta they gotta wake up to play the Browns. He's trying to instill that in, in, in Detroit. But if you started, but I started looking at some of the national media, and they were killing this press conference. They was calling it cartoonish. They saying he was acting like a like like they she she get like an Academy Award. Like he was overplanning. He was doing too much. Like bro, like chill. Like that stuff. This stuff. That's like some high school JB. You know, um, junior football league type of stuff. Like that stuff's not gonna pop Warner. Like that stuff's not gonna work. These are grown men. They have mortgages to pay. They got kids to feed. Like, they ain't trying to hear all it. I disagree. Like, g- guys need to be. You'll be surprised at how often guys need to be motivated.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and how many guys are actually giving 100%. It, you know, exactly. They don't need to. They don't, you know, I'm at 85%. I've done this, you know, all my life. You know, it's not, you know, I don't think we're going to win the ball. So I'm going to write it down as an L. I'm playing 85% the whole season. And it's like, that's not, that's not, that's
1: not what you should be doing. Right. And like, like some guys in some teams, sometimes you just need a guy to come in and just bring some life. You know what I mean? Bring some energy. Detroit has just been forgotten, just been dead, left for dead. Not only as, as a, as an organization, but as a city, you know what I'm saying? Like once all the, the, um, you know, the factories and all the kind of stuff that Detroit was known for kind of left or kind of went out of the... In- you know, the industry kind of faded away or whatever. The city was kind of forgotten. Like, you talk about Detroit... The only time people talk about Detroit is when they're talking about the bad boys from the 80s or, like, Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the wow. only time they're really talking about Detroit for other than that, you're not really hearing much about them. So, to me, the fact that he's coming in and he's trying to let people know, hey... Detroit, that franchise that y'all knew before, that's over with. We, we, that Detroit is dead and buried. When you come here, you going to have to fight your way in and out of Detroit. And to me, I like that message. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, you know, and obviously, I mean, I think, you know, I, I understand the meaning at some point because it's like, you know, every coach, I mean, no coach is going to talk bad about the team, so we get this whole, you know, thing. So I can see what the media is maybe picking out a little bit, but I do think that it's, it's, not, it's not, nothing wrong to be said with, look, maybe, you know, maybe they haven't been playing 100%, but I'm just going to guarantee it saying, you know, maybe it's a new era in coaching. Like, like just the mindset can be different. That mentality is very important when it comes to football, especially. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know, we'll see how that goes with them. Uh, we are going to transition now to the NBA, and the first thing we do want to talk about is the r of um, It's been a year since Kobe has passed. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant had a great, great career. Um, but you know, and I understand he had some you know issues at some point. But I mean, I think he was a great guy, despite you know some of the things you know that came out you know earlier in his career. But um, we just like to take a moment and remember, uh, remember him. You know how great he was, Bryce. Any anything personal you have to say?
1: Man, ah, uh, it's tough, man. Like it's crazy that it's still it's been a year. First of all, that's that's insane. Um, he was Kobe was just different, man. Like he was just I I would never forget when I was playing AAU basketball when I was younger, and we used to get we used to get into debates on the team, and that was a legitimate debate about who was better, right? It was Kobe Bryant for some of the guys, and believe it or not, the other person they was arguing for. Was Tracy McGrady, T-Mac. Now, right. now this is just to give people a time frame. We're talking about between like 0-4 and like 0-6, right? So, so we're past the, 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 the three champ. We're like a, we're like a, we're like a couple years removed from like the champion, the three peat Lakers, and you know, so the Lakers aren't that great at this moment in time. Also, um, you got the Colorado thing that kind of happened around this time. And T Mac was on fire. Like he was, he was, yeah, he was scoring. He was, he's having a bunch of uh, scoring titles. He was throwing the ball off the backboard and dunking it in all star games. He had the T Mac ones that came out. Them shoes were god ugly, but still, some kids, some kids thought they were cool. They were wearing them. Um, it, you know, he he was just cool. Like it was, it was, he was. It, he seemed like a cooler player. He had but a lot of hype around him. He had a lot of hype around him. But to me, it was just like, nah, bro, it's Kobe. Like Kobe. Kobe is Kobe. Like, he, he's just different. He's that dude. He's a lethal. Even then, I was like, he. you could tell he's a lethal assassin. Like, he just, he was just crazy. and He would just do whatever it takes to win. And I remember just having these intense, like, that was my first ever intense sports debates. Kobe versus T-Mac. I don't, I don't ever even remember having a debate about anything else back then. Football, basketball, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Maybe about who's who going to win a championship, something like that. But as far as a player, it was—I will never forget them. Kobe versus T-Mac debates we used to have in the hotels and, and and the drives and all that kind of stuff. But man, he was—he was one of my favorite players growing up. You know, it was—it was him, Dirk Nowitzki, and Gilbert Arenas. Like those were the guys who, when I was growing up, that I used to love um, like watching. And it sucks that he's still gone, man. It's still, I still can't believe it.
0: I got into basketball kind of later on in my career. Um, well, I guess my life. Like, I would not say my career, but my, in my life. But regardless, even though I, I mean I was a sports fan in general, mainly baseball back then, but I knew who Kobe Bryant was. Everybody knew who Kobe, I mean, everybody knows. You don't have to be a sports fan to know who Kobe Bryant is. I'm pretty sure my wife knows who well, he died, but most people know who that is. And, I mean, it's just a transcendent way when you watch him play. And I think, and I, you know, I understand a lot of this may sound cliche, you know, we got, you know, obviously, you know, there's all these Instagram posts and, you know, everyone's saying that, you know, the, the respects and all that stuff, but to me, I like, I just like to transcend them when you, you know, there's just a different thing when you watch these players play. And the fact that Kobe used to describe his motivation as the fact that, you know, he thinks that, you know, out there, there could be a different him out there, you know, because when he was a kid, you know, he never thought they may be tired, you know, they could be injured, they could be sick, but, you know, when he was a kid, he just wanted to you know, to watch these players play. That's why he went to the game. And, you know, that was his same mindset. You know, he might be sick or tired or some kind or you just small, injured or sore, but, you know, he always thought, you know, the next me might be sitting out there, you know, and, and, you know, giving, you know, just inspiring other people that way. That dedication that he has. I mean, mom mentality is something people use. I mean, that's almost a description beyond basketball, just that mom mentality of, of you know, doing. Whatever it takes. I mean, he got to the league and he got better every year. You know, maybe not statistically, but just in general. obviously, until, you know, later on in his career. You know, respect him 100%.
1: Yeah. uh, Man, like I said, man, just, I think as time goes on, it'll be kind of easier to cope with it because it's like, you know, that's just how time, you know, time does heal our wounds. I hate to be cliche, but it's true. But, yeah, still, a year later, it's, it's still kind of, it sucks, you know? It sucks, you know? It, uh, you know, man. Kobe, man, like, ah! We miss Kobe, man. I miss Kobe. I really do. I really do.
0: Right, just because, I mean, the fact that he could be speaking still, you know, giving his comments, his two cents, you know, who knows what he could have done later on in his life. Um, and his daughter, as well, that passed away. You know, we you know who knows what, what basketball, you know, career she may have had. I mean, being with, the, you know, one of the greatest players that would play is your father. I mean, Jordan didn't really have any sons, but, you know, um, Kobe had definitely, you know, some people, you know, to pass, pass things on to. Um, but we will move on at this point to um, same thing with kind of about the, just the respect. Um, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe's teammate, um, has some disrespectful comments to say about Donovan Mitchell. For those of you who didn't catch it, um, I don't remember who they were playing, but it was a pretty, was a post game interview after Donovan Mitchell just dropped like 34, 36 with the win. Um, and basically, Shaq was just like, "Look, man, I don't, I, I just need this to be said to you. I don't think you, you know, you need. There's a next step you need to take, and I, I basically don't think you can do it, or I basically don't think that you're ever going to be that next step player. Uh, which I think is a little bit harsh. I mean, for for Don Mitchell's career, I mean. He was a great player, but I mean Bryce, I mean, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell? I mean, the Jazz, by the way, are doing well. They're the third best record. They won seven in a row. They are playing phenomenal. Bryce, so about his I mean and we always see this with players, but about what do you think about Shaq's comments and the way he, you know, treated Donovan Mitchell?
1: That was disrespectful. That was absolutely flat out disrespectful. Um and a lot of the a lot of the old heads don't they, they seem to not get it they don't understand the difference between constructive criticism and just fight out disrespect, right? Like, they don't understand it. That's why, to me, people don't... First of all, let's let's get this out the way. When it comes to NBA on TNT, like, me personally, this is just me personally, I don't go to NBA on TNT for some otherworldly great NBA analysis. I don't. I go for for jokes and for laughs. Like, you know what I mean? Like... If, if, honestly, and if anybody on that panel, the only person who I would legitimately be listening to is Kenny Smith, but yeah, Charles... Yeah, I, I
0: was just about to say, Kenny Smith, to me, is the best yeah. one, I mean, he gets up, does the whole thing, and I like Ernie Johnson, but he's just more of a narrator, yeah, a but Charles, yeah. and Jack, Charles and Jack, have their, I mean, they're just there to provide, like, almost, kind of like a Skip Bayless thing, like, they, every now and then, they're on the same track, but they just kind of, you know, speak something out there, right. especially...
1: Right. So to me, it's uh, it's so I'm already kind of like, all right, when it when it comes to them, like whatever. But they 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 don't understand like, all right. Like one thing, you know what? You know what I used to like about kind of bringing it back to Kobe is Kobe used to like tell he would acknowledge guys' greatness and then challenge them to be above that. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, he, to to win MVP? Like like he he did, he's done it with so many guys like, all right, yeah, you've done this, but now I want to see you do this. And you see so many other players do it. Other former players do it. Scottie Pippen does it. He shows love, um, constructive criticism. Uh, Mark, uh, not Mark Jackson. Stephen Jackson does that. Matt Barnes does that. Gilbert Arenas does that. Like, you there is when you give back, giving back to the game, means more than just opening up your mouth. Like Charles Barkley, Shaq. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah, you guys are great, but how much have you actually contributed to the development and growth of the next generation of basketball players? The answer is not much. Th- like, that's the answer. Like, not much. And you come out here, you got a guy like Donovan Mitchell who's busting his butt. First of all, you are talking about, like, he's, he's, um, you don't think he has what it takes. You didn't even think he was going to get here. Like, I, Donovan Mitchell, the fact that he's here right now has shocked me. Like, that shows me that, A, he grinds. They, he puts in the work he, he doesn't settle for just what it is what it is like
0: he's, he's in his best statistical season thus far in his career
1: right at the moment and so to me it's like it's like the fact that he's gotten to this point because this is what his what is what I'm I'm could be wrong I'm trying to get my years together but I think he's entering his fourth season in the league um so he, it's like he hasn't even been in the league that long like at some point, it's like, all right, Shaq, you, yeah, you said you don't think he got what it takes. Well, what does he need to do? All right, some people now, some people say, oh, okay, maybe he needs to play better defense or maybe he needs to do this, maybe he needs to do that. <laughs> I you. don't know, but to me, some of these guys suck at just giving back to the game. You know what I mean? And then they get mad when they get pushed back and they go, well, these guys are sensitive. These guys are soft. It's like no, no. They just they don't want to be disrespected. Like you, like you can you can criticize me without disrespecting me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can say hey, hey, you need to improve this. Hey, you need to improve that. But if you're just going out and be like, all right, you're just not gonna win a championship. I don't think you're a great player. It's like well, that's disrespectful. Cause first of all, my my stats and my in my, in my resume prove you're wrong. So, first of all, based off... You're, you're, you're assuming this based off... You're projecting that I'm not going to do that. But based on what I am now, you've been wrong. So, what the hell do you really know?
0: And I only have four years in the, in the NBA anyway. So, let's just wait and see. And um, number two, I love his comments, though. He goes... I, mean, I want to get shot right here. He goes, I don't think you can take that next step. He just goes, all right. All right. He goes, yeah, everyone's been telling me that. All right. Like, you know, just... He doesn't even care that an all-time great dude just basically knocked him. He's just like, all right. And he just goes out there and does his thing. That To me, that is just... That shows a lot of maturity from Donovan Mitchell and the fact that he can be a great player. He just said, all right. Like, you know, everyone's going to tell me... Everyone told me that. I'm just... You know, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Boom. Just like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, nothing else to say for that.
1: Donovan Mitchell better than me, man. Because it's... Like, because <laughs> Shaq... First of all, people don't understand. Shaq was drafted... I believe I could be wrong. I really am, but I could be wrong.
0: You're wrong often. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm sure. Uh, I believe he was drafted in either 92. I could be wrong. I, in 92 or 93. 92. He drafted in Um, Because he came out with Christian Lehner. Um, So Shaq was drafted in 92. Went to the finals in 95, but didn't win it until 2000. That's a eight year, you know, eight year or seven season year or whatever that he didn't win nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so it's like, and plus he got swept like back to back seasons going into the 2000 season. So it's like, bro, give him can can he at least get your time frame? Can he get eight years in his league before you and just? Well,
0: well, and that's what we measured up to when it comes to like Jordan. Like it took him eight years. Like like there's a solid seven to ten years it takes. 20 championship. So off of like four years, I mean, especially with the Jet, like you gotta give it some time, man. And the Jazz are a
1: good team. Like the Jazz could very well com- com- compete for the Western Conference Final. They could very well be in the Western Conference Finals this year. I, I was one of those people who believed that had Bogdanovich play last year, they probably would have went to the Western Conference Finals. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, they're they I think we we all believe the Lakers will be there. But Utah can definitely battle it out with the Clippers and the Nuggets, you know, for and some other teams I just can't think of with my head right now for that for that next spot as far as who's going to be with matching with the Lakers in that Conference Finals. It could easily, easily be Utah. Yeah,
0: absolutely, I agree. And I think you know people give don't give enough credit as we can see. But that's why I love about the game. That's why we play the game. Donovan Mitchell proves them wrong. Um, so, but we'll move on from there. Something that has proved everybody else wrong, though, in a way, is the Pelicans and the way that they've been playing basketball. Now, let's just go real quick here. L- let me go over this real quick how, how we started this. So, they, they, they've they drafted, they have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, they got, you know, Josh they got that trade through the Lakers to, to San Anthony Davis, and then they drafted Zion Williamson, which is, you know, and he's averaged about 23, 24 points. I think he'd be, he be playing better, but. He's still playing very great basketball. They're five and ten, and last year everyone thought they were going to be the AC based on this whole like you know the league wants Zion that you know they wanted him to be in the playoffs et cetera. That didn't happen. Now they're five and ten, and they're looking to move Lonzo and move looking to move a couple of some other players. I, I don't remember who, but JJ Redick. That's right, JJ Redick. What is wrong with the Pelicans? Uh, look, I mean because. You have the number one draft pick who I think is, you know, obviously it'll take time to be, you know, we, you know we've seen Cleveland with LeBron, LeBron. It took time to get good, but they had all this hype around them that like now Zion's going to be comfortable with them. Like this may be something else. And they are five and ten. And I understand there's been a lot, of to me at least, teams not showing up to, you know, as good you know, it's still really early. But we're all starting to get to the point where, okay, now you should be finding your flow. Like, you're five and ten. I can see if you're like zero oh, and three to start, you maybe need to rebound a little bit, you know, like just having some bad l's. But five and ten after fifteen games, that's that's not impressive, and that that sort of, you might have a losing season. So that, that, that is a shocker to a lot of people who think that they were playoff potential in the Western Conference. Five and ten's not gonna cut it.
1: The the Pelicans have been easily the most disappointing team this season. Um First of all, I think they 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 made the wrong decision when they took Stan Van Gundy. Um, they probably shouldn't have hired him. Mm-hmm. He he is. You can make a case they may they may have to either mid season fire Stan Van Gundy or fire him at the end of the season. Like they may. Ha- that's how
0: bad. But things huh?
1: If
0: things don't prove, yeah, they could approve technically,
1: but right. They that's how bad to me it, it's gotten for them. They may they may want to look at a guy like Sam Cassell or. Or Jerry Stackhouse as a, as a potential coaching replacement. But they flamed out on the coaching. They, they whiffed on that. And it doesn't appear that they have really any structure as far as the type of team that they want. Because Because you got two guys like Z- and Zion and Brandon Ingram who probably both are fighting for control as far as who is right. going to be Absolutely. the dominant number one guy on this team. You know what I'm saying? Like but, sort of –
0: I mean, it almost feels like like a bunch of role players and, some, and then like so like like almost like a like Milwaukee Bucks back when they had um Monte Ellison like Brandon Jennings, like those guys could put up twenty points each. But there's just and and they win games, but they're just never gonna really move on from there. Uh, there's there's or, you know a lot of teams like that, like the Raptors before they you know went back when they had the Ro- before the Rosen was really getting Kyle kind of with. like they were a decent team, but they're just not moving on. Um and, and, and it's sad to see because Zion's got his I mean, obviously Zion's got his whole career and he's, again, really young so they could progress but this is, this to me is, is the best time for him to really make some developmental changes and to be on a losing team doesn't necessarily encourage that and like you said with the coaching so, uh, but like you said they've been a huge disappointment and they have not lived up to any kind of hype at all besides the fact that Zion, Zion drops team you know, about 25 games but, you know, also agreeing. Ingram, Zion. You know, who's the leading scorer? Then, then who's number two and three? I mean, obviously, Lonzo does his point guard thing, but he's not necessarily having a great season either. And I, I mean, honestly, I can't even tell you they're starting five to watch the enough. I can't even tell you the starting five. But I, I mean, my question—I guess—do you think Ingram needs to take a second role and, and let Zion be the guy? I mean, do you think Zion is already a better player than Ingram? Because I, I don't know.
1: That's the thing. I don't. I don't think anybody knows because we don't. We haven't seen. We don't know. We don't. We we haven't seen an offense that 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 works for both of them, um, or really just we haven't really seen what they are, what they look like at their best. They just look discombobulated. So I can't even answer that question. That's true. Um, they got a lot of moving parts. I think it is time for them to move on from Lonzo and kind of give um, Nikhil Walker, kill Alexander Walker. I think that's his name. And, right. and, and Kira Lewis, give them a, a look. Uh, they probably – they probably – they got um Adam, Stephen Adams, but they probably jumped the gun on that because they already had Jackson Hayes and they drafted the year before out of Texas. So, I don't know, man. I, I think the Pelicans <laughs> – I think the Pelicans thought they were a lot closer than what they actually were.
0: But now that we see what it's going to be like without this just little eight-game thing, you know, at the – you know, with this restart – now we can really see them. And I think there's a lot of people that might value lines a little bit more, so they might be able to get a good piece for him or, or, or maybe some draft picks or, or a couple guys that may be able to fill that void a little bit and help the fluid. But the-
1: well, they do. Well, the, the goal, when they yeah. moving lines, yeah. the, they, they're moving the they would move him with the sole purpose of giving um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kira Lewis more of a shine. So the goal to move him is to give other guys a chance.
0: No, I know, but I just mean to maybe fill 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 a little bit of that void that maybe you know they, again just another good piece, but it, it's just it's disappointing. We we like to see these teams improve. We like to see more competitiveness, especially you know with these teams that haven't been you know. I mean, obviously Anthony Davis, they were great, but now to see him with somebody else, and it's um it's just not panning out. So I mean that'll be interesting to watch all season. I think they would do Van Gundy mid season if things don't improve. Like I mean the Pelicans. Just because the pelicans think they're closer, and maybe they weren't, I think they're gonna be a little, bit, you know, just like you know, like okay, you're not working, like we done already, like like let's just get out of
1: here. I I think the cool. pelicans, the pelicans is like, it's like when you're in the desert and you're walking and you're thirsty and you start to get delirious and you uh-huh. look at, and you
0: right, look at, exactly that's exactly what I was thinking and, and like you, you start look, going I'm like
1: and you, <laughs> and you look in front of you and you see a vending machine, you know. You see a mirage, you're like, oh, cool, it's a vending machine, and then you get closer and it's a cactus. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what the Pelicans. They they drafted Zion, they traded all these guys, and they and Brandon Ingram had a he won comeback player, a most improved player of the year last year, and they 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 almost made the playoff. They got right invited to the restart. They're like, oh my, they look forward. They go, oh my god, like. The playoffs are right there. We, we let's we, let's go get Steven Adams. Like we can solidify our team. Let's get Derek. You know all these other guys. And then they look closely, and they got there. And they, oh, oh wow. Okay, yeah. We're 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 still on the outside looking in. Yes, so you're who knows? Yeah. Right, so who 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 knows? They could easily turn it around this year. I don't think they will. But they could easily turn it around this year. But you know, it's it's possible that the Pelicans are a couple years away from being what we thought they were this year.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And another thing, and I'm not everyone's gonna be shocked, but another thing that we you know maybe we thought is uh, that could be a little bit better is Giannis. And everybody knows Giannis is my guy, the Bucks are my team. You don't Bad say. Way. Huh?
1: I said you don't say.
0: You don't know, yeah. Um, and I do have a little bit of criticism. right, we don't talk about this on air because I get too much into it. Don't worry, Bryce I'll try to hold it in, but um Giannis has back to back MVPs you know, obviously some some early playoff exits, you know, less than he has, but um, there's been just some reports, and a specific quote I want to read is that Giannis has, has got handed two MVPs because he could power the cup, dunk, and put up numbers. It was a glitch style of basketball and should never have been rewarded. It has hurt his growth. I agree with that 100%. Uh, okay, I agree with that like 50 like I don't know, I give it. I agree with most of that. Um, I definitely think that I think he deserves two MVPs. I think he's put up, I mean, I understand that maybe you don't like the style of play, but statistically, he was the best player to me, or, you know, he was at least one of them. I mean, he's got better every year, 27 points per game, then up to like 28, 29, averaging a double double. I, I mean, I think that definitely gets, you know, credit to him. You know, six assists, almost all of a sudden, best numbers we've seen since, like, Will Chamberlain. This is the problem I have, though, is the fact that, yes, he is not growing. You know, every – you know, I, especially – you remember me last year, Bryce. I was like, this is the year, you know, Giannis, you know, he was shooting like 40% from the three-point line from like January to April in the playoffs. Like, his jumper's coming now. He's got Kyle Korver. He's working. He's got Middleton. He's got all these guys. And yet his jump shot – in fact, his free-throw stats get worse every year over the last four years. They've gotten worse. His best three-point shooting year was when he was a rookie. It's just like 6th, 7th, 8th year in the NBA, and it's getting worse every single, almost every year. It got better last year, and it's not as awful as it used to be a few years ago, but it's not the best he's ever had. And, you know, could he win a th- third MVP? I think so, you know, statistically, yes. Uh, but I do think there needs need, need some harsh judgment about the fact that – I like the fact that people say he's an all-around player, and I think he is. But it, it angers me as a Bucks player to watch him shoot, and I'm still just like, like bro, that was, that was a mid-range, free-throw line, step-back jumper, and you fell short. I, I've told you this a hundred times. I could fix Giannis' a jump shot in a month. It'd be, it'd be smooth. Um, just on some mechanical things. He's just got horrible mechanics. And then also, just to add on to this, Mike Booneholder does not know how to adjust the play call when he's doing this. You know, he, he just sticks with it. And Drew Holiday has plugged the hole to the fact where we can shoot more threes. I mean, we set the record to hit 29 in the game. But we can shoot the three-ball better because that's what's killed us. Um, Charles Barkley made a great point about how they shoot threes and we live and die by that, which isn't necessarily a good thing because, as you can see, we've died the last two seasons with that. And Giannis does his thing with 25, 30 points. But there needs to be some more development around that. Mike Bunnholz needs to get creative with the offense. You know, understand when things don't work. And Giannis, for the love of everything, I mean, 75% from the free throw line. That's LeBron James kind of stuff. I mean, just – he shoot like 60%. I mean, when you get to the free throw line 15 times, you make nine of them. It doesn't look so bad. But when the game's on the line, you got to make those free throws. We don't know if we can count on you. Like, I'm not putting you to the line out of – you know, out of middle ten, out of Holiday – and that's what really, to me, hurts the Bucks. He's a great player, MVP caliber. I think they're a, fi- they're a team that can win the finals, but there's a lot that possibly needs to happen with his development. And I think that yes, rewarding the fact that he just throws it down, which he, which he even admitted, that's not working. But I don't know who the shooting coach is, but he, some they need, he, he, they need a new shooting coach.
1: Well, I've been, as you know, I've been critical of Giannis for quite some time. Um, yes. But I did think this the uh, the this take that the guy that, that I got the post from was a bit harsh. Um, first of all, let, let's let's tackle the MVPs right now. As you know, I felt like the first MVP should have went to James Harden, and I said the MVP last year should went to LeBron James. I was very clear with that, but. The only, But the other alternative was Giannis. It wasn't like it was like, all right, maybe it should be somebody else. It was either give it to Harden or give it to Giannis. Give it to LeBron and give it to Giannis. It wasn't like it, he was going to be in the con- top two conversation. It wasn't like he was like some bottom of the league but, guy. And t- a couple of things. They're,
0: right. they're the team's winning. They've been the best game in the past two years. Right.
1: A couple of things. First of all, de- it, development takes time. I know people don't like to hear that. I know no, people no, 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 hate no. that. You know what I'm saying? I, I I I kid you. I know. Trust me, right? Cause you get, cause you're frustrated with his jump shot, right?
0: Development. Eight years. Bryce. Eight years.
1: Development takes eight years time. For a jump shot. Well, he, he probably didn't even think about it. Eight years ago was 2013, 2012. He probably wasn't even. We wasn't even shooting threes like that. So you got to almost eliminate the first three, four well, years of his 36%. career. Why
0: did, why did somebody need to change it? Now he's got this whole square-looking, interesting, mechanical here's, thing going here, on. All here's really.
1: the problem with Giannis. The problem with Giannis is people think, people think that because it's 2021, Giannis has to play like Porzingis. He has to play like Jokic, right? He has to be I able mean. to shoot like Porzingis. He has to be able to pass like, uh, I mean, yeah, like yeah, Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, well, he can't pass like Yoki. Yoki's damn a better pass than half guard. No, not just, I
0: don't think he's yeah.
1: Like yeah, you know what I mean? He got to be able to do this. He got to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, 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 no. Giannis, what Giannis needs to do is, Giannis, he, he's figured out, Giannis has figured out his dominance, right? He's, there is nothing anybody can do when he's around that rim. You know what I'm saying? When Giannis, is, when, he's, when he's 10 feet in, 5 feet in, it's a wrap. He's getting the points. Go ahead and start walking back the other way. So we, uh-huh. so we know, so he, so we know where his dominance is coming from, right? Mm-hmm. If your dominance is inside, okay. Yeah, I understand we're in the era of of, of three point shooting. Everybody don't need to shoot. I, I okay. know people. I know people don't want to hear this. I know people don't want to hear this. Everybody ain't gotta shoot. Hell, Shaq couldn't shoot. Shaq couldn't shoot three foot out, got not, let alone ten feet out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, some guys can hit the jumper. Um, you know, Hakeem can hit had the little soft touch. Um, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Ewing had a nice little jumper. But oh, hell, wow. Tim Duncan really didn't have his his jumper was alright. He had the little bank shot. It was alright. You know what I'm saying? But he was. But Giannis to me needs to focus on. He focused on two things. Free throw shooting and post moves. I want him, if he I can heard. get, if he can get some post moves down and his and his free throw shooting down and mainly start thinking about the game from a 10 feet, 15 feet sort of thing instead of trying to think it from a 84 feet because he's coming up, getting the ball, bringing it up, and playing outside, 30 feet out, 40 feet out in that territory. If he can shrink the game for himself, now you got a problem. Cause now he's figured out his area of attack, and now he, he's starting that. That's where he's starting his area of attack is starting from that area. Once he gets ball that, ball. it's oh. a wrap. It's a de- it's it's over with.
0: Bryce, I think me and you should go to Markey and just like hold them hostage. We should be the coaches for a few days. I, I don't know. Just I think we could work with. I think we could build a fine career doing that. Uh huh. Giannis has a lot of work on, but I think, you know, if he's in the post, it's hard to build the wall. Not to rest the, Even if they do try to, like, double-team, then you got somebody open. So, and, and he's a great pass. So I think he, he can be creative with it.
1: Yeah. And, um, and then there's this whole notion, like, all right, like... Remember, I told you I felt like Anthony Davis should have won MV, uh, defensive player of the year. But, I'm I, I, like, people go, well, Giannis should be guarding their best player. First of all, if... Why we? he – Giannis is seven freaking feet or 6'11", whatever tall he is. Right, He right. has no business guarding Jimmy Butler on the perimeter. He just doesn't. I think he, he would be like better suited. So. He would be better suited being closer to the rim. You know what I'm saying?
0: Um, his like, main defensive stats come from the fact that he's guarding somebody and then when the drive comes, he gets the blocker to steal right there. Right, the help side. He gets he help defense. I mean, yeah, help side, yeah. Well, not to mention, somebody tried to ham on him the other day. Who was that? Uh, but he got rejected real hard. So, um, I, I mean, I think he's got great defense, though. I mean, I think he can guard anybody in the league, perimeter inside anyway. But, I mean, I'm I I, Not for a long period
1: know. of time. I don't think... I don't I don't want him out on an island one-on-one no, with, like a, with, like, a you guard. Don't. Like Kyrie Irving or something like
0: that. No, you don't. You don't. But I, I think he can guard Kyrie. But, 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 yes, I understand that schematically, he, it'd be better for him to play the help defense that he does or to provide the instance because... Inside is where he's needed. Some of these guys have bigger guys, you know. Not to mention, Drew Hottie's a great defender. I think Chris Milton g- gives a little more credit than he deserves. We have a good defense, especially with Drew on the perimeter. He helps out a lot on the defensive side, and he can even play in the paint and get blocked. So, um, I think our defense is definitely there. But how how Giannis mows with the offense is really a big deal. Yeah, I, it's just,
1: but. I got. Like I said, development takes time. It just does. Just like it. Okay, takes. It
0: takes. Don't take, it oh, ta- sorry, take it years. It,
1: it takes time. I, 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 you don't want to hear that, but I'm keeping one with you. It takes time okay. for guys to learn to shoot. It takes time for some guys to learn post moves. It takes time for some guys to learn to pass. Hell, it takes time for some guys to learn to play defense. It takes time that's for some guys that. to learn how to stay in shape, year in and year out. Like some of these traits, it just it takes time. Giannis has shown the ability, just like Donovan Mitchell has, to not be stagnant, to grow. It's not like he's Ben Simmons, who's just been the same guy that he's been right. in since he's been in the league. Giannis has grown ever since he's been in the league. You know what I mean? The fact, that, like, the fact that he... First of all, no one is handed MVPs. I'm not about to disrespect uh, NBA players like that. Nobody is handed an MVP. All right? like right? Let's just get that out of the way. All right? He earned those. Okay? So he's gotten to this point where he's good enough to get his team to have a great record in the East, to compete in the East, to be legit like the Bucks to this year. This year, the Bucks are still one of those teams that people think could go to the finals, right? The Bucks, it's it's the Bucs, it's the Nets, it's the Sixers. In the Celtics, in the in the uh, East, right? So okay,
0: East, Bryce. Now you just going down
1: the line. No, I'm just. Well, those only four teams. I'm not nobody else. I'm not counting. No, no disrespect to the Miami Heat, who I told you was a fluke, and no disrespect to the the, the Pacers and all that kind. Hey, of. I'm I'm. You said I told you it was a fluke, didn't I? I said that. I said it, that. It. Yes, you did. Um. But with respect to them. But those are the four teams we're talking about. So despite all this hate that's going toward Giannis, we still think he's good enough to get them to the finals. So you know what I mean? So if he if he's good enough right now to first consider him as a possible threat to get out of the East, once he figures out where his area of attack should be and where his dominance should be, then, then at that moment, it's a wrap. Right.
0: Um yeah, so um, I hope he progresses. Obviously, I'm a huge Bucs fan, you know, and, and time is moving fast. So I hope we get some rings out here, especially with the contract extension. He's still young, though, got a lot to go with. Um, another young player, or I guess now he's kind of in the middle of his career, is Bradley Beal we're going to talk about. Now, there's this whole thing about him crying, which isn't necessarily confirmed that he was crying uh, about the fact that he lost to the Rockets to John Wall. They're losing right now to the Pelicans, by the way. I mean, they're 3-10. and Let's not forget, though, and Bryce is kind of bringing this to my attention, he signed a contract to stay with the Wizards, okay? We all thought he may be out, but he's obviously made it, you know, clear that he doesn't mind staying in Washington at the moment. But I don't think he was crying. It's just losing is really hard, especially for a guy who just dropped 33 or who's dropped 60, right? Or is he, you know, 50-something and they still lose the game? So that's hard on anybody. But I, I wouldn't mind a player crying, okay? I mean, to me, if you lose and it affects you that much, that's okay, but I think just losing is getting to him sometimes. And you know what I mean? To start a new season, everyone always feels fresh to be 3-10. It's not too crazy of a story, but, I mean, this whole thing about him crying, I don't think it, it doesn't matter if he shows emotion, but Bradley Bill, Joe in Washington, yes, he's losing, and it's hard, but, I mean, that's, to me, as is, is clear as it is. This whole big thing isn't as important to me, but anyway, Bryce.
1: I don't want to hear it, Bradley Bill Wizards fans. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You signed a contract, and I'm sorry, you signed an extension on top of the contract that you already had. And guess what? When you signed that contract, John Wall was out, and your team stunk. You know what I'm saying? So you, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Maybe he thought John Wall was going to come back, and then they'll be better. And then I don't know what he was, I don't know what he was thinking in 2019 when he signed that extension. But I don't want to hear it. I don't want... I don't. I, I, I keep telling you, when these guys sign these contracts, know who you signed the contract with. Stop acting like you woke up one day and now you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is where I'm at in my career. Yes, you did. You had an opportunity to not sign an extension because the, the extension t- starts. It starts at the beginning of the 21-22 uh, season with the option for the 22-23 season. So technically... That means you you really could have just waited until 2021, been a free agent, and then just kinda like, all right, and kept it pushing. Or you could have did what other guys do, which is um he you would have had enough power and just asked for a trade right now. You know what I'm saying? Trade me, I'm I'm not i gonna be here no more. But you chose not to do that. You signed the extension, right? You 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 allegedly was cool <laughs> with 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 um what Washington right. traded trading John Wall for, for uh, Russell Westbrook, we could have told you how that was going to go. You know what all I'm saying? Right, we
0: all know that was going
1: to So, go. yeah. Yeah, you over there, you know, pouting and, and soaking or whatever, but you chose this. Just like Scottie Pippen back in the 90s with Jerry Reinsdorf. Just like um all these other guys, Matthew Stafford with the Lions because he had a second I contract. Just like all these other guys that we have talked about on numerous occasions who bitch and cry and moan after they got their deal, now you upset. You now you mad. Now you now you yeah. don't want it. Now you I don't mean, want it, you know what I mean? Like 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 the backstory boy, like the like the backstreet boys say, now you want it that away. Come on now.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll give giving some credit, we don't know he was crying. He could have just been frustrated for something. Still we don't necessarily know. But but yes, Bradley Bill, if if he does get to this where we start seeing this consistent pouting, you signed the deal you knew what it was coming from you I mean they got rid of wall I mean this thing is whole kind of designed for you now and this is where you at and they lose to the pelicans right now at least last time I checked uh, in fact they're actually getting smashed by them by 20 by 35 so or by 25 so but obviously they're not gonna win that game I don't think but um yeah Bradley bill I mean you have to suffer in Washington for a little bit longer it just seems that way
1: yeah um, I like Bradley Bill, this is not the Twilight Zone, bro. Like this is, you know what I mean. Like this, like like you, like you, know what I mean. It's not like you woke up and you just you're you're in this strange reality. Like you don't know what's going on. Like no, you, it, it you, you
0: football, Bradley, right. No, you you awesome.
1: you you read the script. You know what I'm saying? The script at the top said Twilight Zone. You auditioned for it. You got the role. You signed a contract. No, no now you, you can't be mad. When it when it comes out and, and it's and it's like a movie, right? You sign the contract, right. get the deal. Now the movie flopped at the box office. Now you're like, oh my god, I can't believe my career. Well, you know, this 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 uh, this, this this uh movie this movie distribution place they have bombed the third their last three movies bombed. So it's like, well, what would you expect it? You know what I'm saying? You signed the deal, so I don't want to hear. it. I don't want to hear. It. You know, you know how I am with these guys. Once you sign it, once you yeah. sign that contract, I don't want to hear. it.
0: You know, but you know, a great player. But yeah, he he put himself in that situation. Um, That is everything that we have though for today. Um, You know, we we appreciate you following the podcast. We still gonna be here. We still gonna strong. Almost up to 40th episode. Today's thirty eight. So we excited. Um, You know, you follow me at Eric Bradley Brash on Facebook or friend me. I guess you can follow me at Eric twenty three twenty Bryce.
1: You can follow me at Bryce. First of all, apologies. Today was episode thirty nine. So, episode, okay, so, yeah, we're so we literally, literally are an episode away from the big 4-0. Oh, man, we're getting old. But, um, yeah, you follow nah. me on, on Facebook at Bryce Olden. Follow me on Instagram at Bryce F F H M Podcast. And we are out. out. Peace.